Hi guys, this is Emeka Benero from Play Emeka Radio and you're welcome to Business Class. Business Class is where you get to learn more about entrepreneurship, career development and of course your personal development. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Business Class. On today's episode of the Business Class, it's all about the business of production. Yes, the business of production. And we'll be speaking with the leading lady, Dotu Oshafie. She is the founder of Titanium Productions, best known for her contribution in the Nigerian entertainment industry, especially putting together the biggest festivals in the country. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, Dotson. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Good evening. How are I'm you? I'm very well. Welcome to the business class. Thank you. So let's get to meet you. Um, production is quite an interesting business but before we dive into production can we get to meet you what's your background how did this whole production journey start okay so uh when i got into university i wanted to study law you know like um at that time nobody really there wasn't really that many options and so I wanted to study law. And then, unfortunately, I was giving, well, fortunately, I was giving dramatic arts. And I remember when I was leaving, my parents said, what are you going to do there? And I said, well, let's get there and see. So um, by the end of my first semester, I knew that I didn't want to go anywhere else. And that's what I wanted to do. So I finally specialized in technical theater. Mm. which is sound lights, um, sound light screens and, or, and everything that had to do with um, production. Okay. So um, getting out of the university, there weren't many defined opportunities for people in theater then, aside from acting and playwriting. And I did not fall into any of those two places. So, Finally, I got a position with GA Productions as a, initially as a lighting tech, actually. And then um, I was assigned to somebody and then I was assigned to a hotel to work as an assistant production manager. That was in 2010. So I was there until, I was there in various capacities until 2015. And I finally left to start up my own um, event technical production company. So I've been at that. This, this year makes it five years that I have owned and managed my own company. And what we do is basically making sure, producing events. Okay. Making sure that it go well. That's great. So let's um, talk about your your experience and journey while you worked at Eco Hotel because right here in Lagos, Nigeria, Eco Hotel is indeed the biggest uh, venue um, in the country, and every the best of the best, both local and foreign, 
done events at a co-hotel. You've been, you worked for 2015, right? Yes, yes, for five years. Five years, 2015. So, so tell us, yes. how was that? Ten journey between 20. Okay, so um, from 2010, when I joined, when I joined as a staff of GA production stationed in a hotel as an assistant production manager, Basically, what I did there was um, people would have events. Like you said, we, we, we dealt with people from all over the world. I mean, Akon's first concert in Nigeria was in that venue. We had um, parties for 5,000 people, um, conferences for that had in and out over a period of a week, like 10,000 people. And what I had to do was I represented the venue as their as their technical manager. So what okay. I did was someone, uh, an event owner comes in, he comes with his own technical crew, and then I liaise with that technical crew to make sure that all things, um, all things technical were sorted. Because the venue okay. had equipment, and then... Um, event owners wanted to bring in additional equipment from outside. So I was responsible for ensuring that the hotel's equipment is used, is used well, and that there were no issues of um, any, any problems or any hitches during the, during, before, during, and after the events. So I made sure basically that every event went well from the side of the venue. So I was also, then the venue also had, there were also smaller conferences that didn't come with their own technical crew. And sometimes I had to become the technical manager for conference clients that came from outside. For example, I remember strikingly a conference that was for 10 executives, but their technical requirements were more than you would have for a, for a concert because they wanted Whoa. a specific type of mic, it's, um, um, things to happen at a specific point. And so basically somebody had to be on top of everything and make sure that everything from a technical point of view happened well so uh i had that for we had all sorts of events conferences parties um i think in my five years in a hotel the only kind of event i mean the only kind of event that we did not have was naming ceremonies but any other <laughs> burials uh, uh wedding weddings church as in the, the, the church, the white wedding were done in the venue, traditional weddings, um, concerts, music festivals, um, uh, all sorts, all sorts happened there. So that's basically what I did when I was there for the five years. Amazing. Benefit of people that don't understand all the things so far in terms of what you do um, currently, you did during your time at a hotel. Can you just okay. down of 
in detail what is it all about you know how is your normal day what are the things you do on maybe an hourly an hour by hourly basis a minute by minute or step by step basis what it's what job as a production manager okay so um first i want to explain what production management itself is so in the easiest uh, of languages production management is event planning just for the uh, just for the sound and lights and screens area. So you are the event planner for all things technical. So the way you have an event planner talk about um, table settings and uh, chair and flower arrangements and all of that, the production manager is in charge of that for all things technical, sound, light, screens, um, uh, um at what point does the artist get on stage? Um, um, are you sure that the artist has been booked properly? So basically, you're in charge of everything that has to do with the performance and, and making sure that the event itself goes well. So I like to say that um, a production manager is the glue of the technical part of any event. So um, from, from, from the point of planning, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're involved. So if, if I would use a practical example of one of the things that I like to do, to the, one of the kind of jobs that I like to do most, which is festivals. And um, as a production manager, you are involved from the point of planning. So for example, when I'm planning a festival, the conversation is um, what kind of festival is it? Is it a jazz festival? Is it a is it a is it a food and drink festival? Is it just music? Is music is the technical the main point of focus or is it something else that's main point of focus? So all of that helps you in planning in planning what you're doing, and then so in the planning stage. There's a lot of paperwork because you're you're writing down things, you're thinking things, you're trying to ensure that everything can go together. And then from planning, you also go to budgeting. So it a lot of a lot of people don't like to deal with budgeting, but budgeting is the is an integral part of the work of a production manager because as a production manager, if your client says to you that, oh, my budget for all things technical is, say, 30 million, then you have to find a way to make that 30 million work. work. Or you have to realistically go back to your client and say, okay, 30 million cannot work, but maybe 50 million can work. Or, oh, 30 million can work, and then there will be change. And, you know, so the budgeting part is all is very very vital because then you have to have a bit of knowledge of everything that's going on which is something very important so at the point where you're planning or you're budgeting you have to have some kind of knowledge on all the different elements that you're dealing with so um for example i could look at um if you could tell me what kind of event you're trying to have and i can tell you all that off the top of my head, this is how much sound you would need. 
or this is what you okay. need or this is what you do not need. So you have to have a basic a basic knowledge of lights, of sound, of screens, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. you're able to, without having to call a conference of 50 people, at least you can make an informed guess, which is yeah. your starting point for your planning or your budgeting of what all of those things are. Then another very important aspect is after you budget, you have conversations with suppliers. So and, yeah. You, you you have a budget and then you go to your suppliers. For me personally, I like to have a, a, a box of suppliers. Because okay. what I see to people is that if the client says to me, oh, I have, I have 30 million and I've, I've divided up that 30 million and I say, okay, the, the kind of sound you need, everything should come to about 5 million. And then okay. we, and then I know the supplier where I can get good quality sound for that amount from. Mm-hmm. And at this point, relationships are also very important because important. when you have relationships with some with suppliers, then you can say, "Oh, um, this is what I have. What can we do with it?" Instead of just talking to a random person who doesn't know you, when you have a supplier that you have a relationship with, they are able to work within your budget and you are sure that they will give you the best then another important thing is agreement so i've noticed that in nigeria we tend to do a lot of word of mouth that oh you bring me this quantity or uh, whatever equipment it is but yeah. for me i feel like agreements are very important yeah so I'm saying to you that I need this and this and this, and it's properly documented. Everybody knows it. it a lot of people think, I think agreements are, oh, you take me to court. No, it's just so that everybody is clear on what exactly is going on. So as a production manager with your suppliers, you need to have some kind of agreement. It doesn't have to be a big legal document that has been read by 200 lawyers. No. It's just something that says, this is the service you're providing to me. This is what I'm paying in exchange. If for any reason, either of us is unable to provide the service, this and this and this are the steps that we need to take. So that's another very important aspect. And then the most important thing to do as a production manager is scheduling. So you have to schedule your work. You have to schedule for your suppliers. So for example, like the 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 illustration of the of the festival that I was festivals, talking about. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. So I have a week to set up a festival. I have the venue for a week. It it will cost me more if I say stage coming on if the first day is Monday. Stage coming on Monday, sound coming on Monday, lights coming on Monday, um, um barricades coming on Monday. If you ask everybody to just come in, then you would have some people who are just loafing around, who are not doing anything. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the more people you have, the slower the work will be. That's the truth. Yeah. So at the end of the day, what's important is that you schedule your work and everybody knows when they're coming in, when they need to be done by, because then that allows you to plan things that come later. For example, 
if I say to if if I say to the sound people that oh you have to be ready for sound check, you you can start your setup on Wednesday because the stage and the lights will have gotten to a point where you can work, and so you have to be ready by Friday because I have sound check with artists on Friday evening. Maybe the event is Saturday, so mm-hmm. you have to you have to schedule your work. Now that we now in this COVID nineteen period, I was privileged to work on something a few last two weeks ago, and okay. I discovered that the major difference with between my scheduling pre-COVID-19 and post-COVID-19 and at this time of COVID-19 is that I had to micro-schedule now. So, for example, while I'm setting up, I have to say to the light guy that, oh, while we're working, please, two or three people cannot stand in close proximity and hang lights together. Let's, Let's arrange it such that one person is hanging light and another person is um, is connecting, and another person is fixing cables. So you you at this time we have to micro schedule, and you won't be able to micro schedule if you weren't if you didn't have a larger schedule before then. So yeah. scheduling is very 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 important because you need to know who needs to be where, and also for the security of your setup. Mm-hmm. If you have people you don't need just milling around, and then you're not sure of who is who. But for example, if your stage is set up and the stage guys have gone, and you know that you're not worrying about those people's presence or their mm-hmm. safety or, or yeah. all of that while the other people are working. So, so scheduling is another thing. Then when once the scheduling has to be done before your event starts. And once your, once your setup starts, then you have to monitor. So no matter how good of a production manager you are, there will be unforeseen circumstances that will happen while you're setting up. So, for example, you estimated that you needed um, 300 panels of LED screen. And then while you while the supplier is setting it up, you realize that oh, you probably missed a couple of spots or you could use some more to make it better and all of that. So that's the point where monitoring comes along. So you can't just say, oh, you guys know what you're doing and I've given you a schedule. So as a production manager, I'm gone. No, you have to be there mm. to monitor, to ensure that everything is working together. So monitoring is very, very important. And once the event starts, once the day of the event comes, everything has happened and the event actually starts, then what's happening to you at that point is that you're troubleshooting. So things will always happen at that point as well. So, uh, for example, if you're having a food festival and then all of a sudden somebody who had told you that he's bringing a microwave oven suddenly appears with a deep fryer and you have a 30 oh. amp socket that can't take the deep fryer because the deep fryer, fryer needs some needs more power then yeah. you need to be there to try to to sort out all of those kind of issues and yeah. then a, a part that we tend to neglect after that is clearing out 
Mm, That's the final clearing out. We tend to neglect that area a lot. Just the event is done or the suppliers will clear out themselves. Most times when you when you have a venue, the venue expects you to put things back the way it was before when you got there. So clearing out is very important because that, that solidifies your client's impression of you as a production manager. And production management does not end until you are done and the venue is back the way it was before you started. So that's yeah. another very, very important thing. Okay. Clearing up. Have to ensure that all of your suppliers have gone with their equipment. You, you'll be amazed at the kind of things that happen during clear out. A supplier will suddenly be missing and then all of his equipment <laughs> is lying there and there's nobody to pack it up. Or oh, um, um, a brand, a brand that maybe the their branding agreement with your client was just to, for them to come to come and put up their banners and uh, and a few uh, a few branding equipment and then two days yeah. after the event they are calling you to say oh did you see our banner we can't find our flyer <laughs> so those are the kind of things that you need to things. sort out when you're clearing out so you're moving yeah. things out that 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 people probably call you a week after to ask you for. So those are like the steps. And another Let's go. important thing. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, another so another, yes. Uh, one important thing is that it, to note is that um, planning from from the point of planning to the point of clear out is, is not just for the one day of the event or the two days of the event. For example, there's a festival I work on that we begin to plan right after the episode for the year. So my the planning for 2020 starts immediately after 2019 is done. So mm, that's great. It's something that you need to do over an extended period of time because it's not like you sit down and think about it at once and get everything together. It, it, you have to do it over a period of time time okay so what i was about to say is um you have pretty much taken us of how production works of a production manager so the question is which one say you had a very good experience and which other events would you say you really didn't have a very good experience because maybe things are, 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 are those elements were not properly put in place from your own end, but you know, like so share that with us. So um my honestly my favorite event is one that I've done for the past well if not for COVID nineteen this year would have been the sixth year is um beauty culture festival. So um, I started doing that in 2015 and every year it gets bigger and interesting things happen that come as a challenge. But then because of the group of people I'm working with, we, we get around it. So there have been years when uh, elections happen and then we were, we were waiting for the results of the election 
to know if we were going to be able to do the event or not. And then there was mm. a year where in the middle of event of the event started raining. And so it's it's been it's it's my favorite event because every year there's room for improvement for me and there's room for growth. And everything that I've learned the previous year, I have an opportunity to put it into practice. So that makes um, Giddy Culture Festival, since I've started doing it in 2015, um, that makes it my, 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 I look forward to it every year. Fantastic. I look forward to it every year because of the people I'm working with and because of the opportunities that it gives to me as, as a production manager. Then my least favorite event, I, I won't like to mention brand or names, but it was a conference while I was in a hotel. Um, it, okay. it, we, we plan, it, was a, it was an exhibition with smaller conferences in between, and the client wasn't very forthcoming with information. So um, awesome. my phone would suddenly ring and the client would say, oh, we have a conference up on so 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 place and then you're running about stampering looking for equipment that you put there because you weren't you were giving the information maybe they'll tell you oh it starts in that that session starts in five minutes and you're wondering okay. why didn't you tell me before so wow. um, um i i always have a challenge with events that don't give information prior sure. so okay so that's my, those are my, my favorite and my least favorite, kind of. Fantastic. Um, recently, you worked with um, the president of Nation. Um, experience working with Naira Mali and putting together a virtual, should I say a virtual event? Yes. What was the experience like? Okay, so it was, it was a very interesting experience because... Um, the president himself is uh, is is a different kind of person, and um, working with his his team mostly was very was very interesting. Um, because the event was hap um, happened during COVID nineteen, there was the unique challenge of how to ensure that we were staying within the NCDC rules. Mm -hmm. And that we were we were keeping safe social distancing. So um, imagine setting up sound, setting up a drum set, and still trying to ensure that um, the 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 guy putting the drums and the guy putting the mics on the drums are social distancing. So it, it was it was yes. So there was that there was that element, like I said previously, of having to to micro schedule everything that that mm. was happening on 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 that and um i was presently surprised about the personality of the president himself it wasn't what i expected and it was it was quite interesting um to 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 work with and okay um, the 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 event went well and it opened it opened new it opened a new 
thought process for me. The thought process of having events without audience. That's number one. And number two, okay. having events, bearing in mind that you don't have gate fees. You don't have earnings from gate fees. So okay. for me, it was a conversation of, um, I you know that we don't have gate check-ins. No, no, it wasn't even about breaking even because, I mean, you break even when you have a source. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't about that. It's, it's how can we minimize cost and still okay. have good quality? Okay. So it's the conversation of our audience is virtual. How can we create how can we create a lifelike uh, feel for them? Yeah. So aesthetics, aesthetics became more important at this point okay. compared to, okay. you know, the audience is there, they can see everything that's happening, but then you're, you're doing the camera work is happening in the, the camera is taking over for Your the eyes. audience. Yeah, yes. the eyes so of the audience. Cameras are now the eyes of the audience. Thank you. They're now the eyes of the audience. And and it was interesting because uh, we had a director who took charge of that. And for me as a production manager, it was, oh, what will the setup look like that will draw the audience in? You know, there, there, had, to be, there had to be much more care for detail for the smallest details, because okay, uh, a practical example is um, normally you would clean the stage for the event, but then yeah. it didn't have to be sparkling clean. Yeah. If if you get my drift, there there yeah. could be small things you would hide in the corner, but then now because the camera had to be up close, you had to make sure that everything aesthetically was on point. Point. So, yeah. So the, the 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 audience, the the live audience are usually a little bit far away, but mm. now it's the camera. The camera is right in the face of everybody From, that's yeah. there, and everybody has to be on point. And so it 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 it's it was a little it was different, but like I said, it wasn't you. If you follow the same principles that you follow, just with more detail. And then okay. you had to, you had to worry less about the live audience, so that's that's what it was. Amazing, amazing! Thank you so much, Allah Dalton. This has been an interesting um, conversation. We've learned so much production. Um, but before, you, are there any last words you'd like to tell um, anyone out there that would like to be a product? Because Truth be told, before now, a lot of people didn't know that this is a very viable um, part of it. We all know yeah. about the event promoters because I believe yeah. those ones are, yeah. are, are more in your faces than even the production managers. We know about um, the ticketing company. We know about the venue. We know about the artist. Uh, we know about the food vendors, <laughs> yes, production yes. managers, and the project managers. We really do not know about them. They are, they are very vital part of 
this entire ecosystem and the equation yeah. that we have not really given spotlight. So what would you, how would you encourage anyone and what would to them that they should start doing from now? Okay, so uh, for me, I think the most important thing is um, provide your service with value added. So um, one of the things that that I like to do is that I like to go the extra mile for the client. Um, I was looking at my company books and I realized that 80% of my events uh, are uh, return clients. So I have I have people that have worked for six years, seven years, eight. I, in fact, I even have an event that I've done for nine years. And what it has Whoa. always been is, yes, so what it has always been is providing something extra. So Fantastic. I have a client who usually books me as a an equipment supplier. Okay. But then what I do every year is when I supply equipment to them, at no cost to them, I come in as a stage manager. So when, when you are able to add value, nobody's, because you have added value to that client, nobody's able to come in and take that client from you. That's number one. Number two is own whatever event you're working on. Yeah. Own it from the start. Because once you own it, then you start to think of it as, oh, so this is my project. If if it was my money that was on the table, what would I do? How would I? You're negotiating with uh, suppliers. You negotiate as if it's your money that's going out. And then, it, it helps you to become, to establish a good relationship with your client and they would always come back to you because they know that they're getting more and you're, you're owning what, what they're giving to you. It's no longer just a job. It's, it's, it's important to you. Then, to you, yeah. So there's something called lessons learned and that is you keep note of things that happen during each job. And mm -hmm. in your private time, do a review of mm -hmm. what happened. Most of us tend to, when people say, oh, you didn't do this well, or this could have been done better, we tend to think, oh, they're blaming me. But it's not about mm -hmm. blaming. It's about, okay, this happened. What could have happened differently? What could I have done in another way? This helps you to plan um, uh, what you're doing next and then the, the the last thing is know something about every area so you have to have an idea about sound about light about projectors and screens about stage drawings um, um stage arrangements managing mm -hmm. a stage you have to have an idea because that helps you in your planning and in your execution. So a good example is that one of one of the things one of the things that a production manager does is you are the glue of the of every supplier. So the lighting supplier he's just there to do his light. The sound supplier he's just there to do his sound. Stage guy he just needs to put the stage down and he's done. But mm -hmm. then you have to have 
a knowledge of say, oh, okay. So if I have a 40 by 40 feet stage, will that take a ban for uh, George Benson, for example? So okay. how many, how many, how many, how many, how many, uh, how many keyboards does George Benson need? What's on his rider? So if you're able to okay. interpret that rider, then you're able to look at and say, oh no, a 40 by 40 stage might not be enough for this. Or, okay. and people don't realize that there's a lot of paperwork involved. So, and most of those, that paperwork stems from uh, you being able to answer questions on the sound, on the light, because then the sound supplier is asking you, oh, so how high is the stage? And the lighting yeah. person is asking you, how high is the roof? You have to be able to connect all the dots so that dots, you're able yeah. to, yes, so that you're able to be competent at whatever it is that you're trying to do. So it's important to know a little bit about everything that's going on you don't have to be an expert you just need to know enough to be able to coordinate all of those things fantastic thank you so much once again to of titanium production you're just hearing about titanium titanium production was founded in 2015 and it is event project and production company company that i've worked with the likes of giddy culture festival and several other major events in nigeria they are located in lagos and you can find them on social media at titanium underscore production it's been an amazing and interesting episode of the business class make sure you follow us or follow at player mecca on all social media platforms and don't forget to follow titanium at titanium underscore production on Instagram. I'll see you at the next one. Take care. Okay, guys, that's it on today's episode of the business class. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow me on all social media platforms at the player maker, sending your comment using the hashtag the player maker radio. And of course, I will respond. So see you at the next one.